Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon. We've got Nick behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline, the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018, number 11 in the country, and it's been kind of a nice, stable week of economic data here on Tool Time Real Estate Radio. We're going to break it all down. You want to follow us. We're live every single week on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. And ladies, to me, this has been like what I think a lot of people have been waiting for. The markets reacted favorably in that things are kind of the same as they have been the past couple weeks. It's 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 something we haven't been used to really, I would say, since like the spring of last year. And where I'm going with this is that we saw inventory increase for the second week in a row nationally. Uh, it was up uh, just under, uh, just over, excuse me, uh, 8,000 units again for the second straight week. It was 8,260 to be exact. Um, anything on the plus side is a positive right now. In my view, we saw purchase application data, meaning people going under contract and filing a mortgage application was up 5% week over week. And mortgage rates, they still they've stabilized. They'll kind of bounce around from six and an eighth to about six and a half. So what's the consumer saying? What are you guys seeing? What's your reaction to all this kind of nice stability spring market sort of normalness here? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been nice um, being able to, you know, the, the interest rates has been great. Um, I have had a couple clients now. I know last week we were talking about the changes and I know we're going to be talking about that later on in the segment, um, I have had a couple clients now bring that up, um, but the fact that there is stability in the rates has been um, has been a, a great a great thing to be able to touch on. Yeah, it's it's super positive because people aren't you know they're not seeing the the up and down roller coaster. So they're I feel that um, my clients are in a better headspace with you know the interest rates leveling out. And being stable, not bouncing around all over the place, mm-hmm. because that does feed uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And people don't like that. People want some consistency. So them being more comfortable, they're definitely interested in getting out there and looking at homes. And with the increased inventory, that's the best news yet. Yeah. Well, and, and you, you bring up a good point, Sarah. So we're, what Sarah mentioned, just the changes, we're going to talk about the LLPA changes. So it's a sort of complex thing that's been going on with some some clickbaity news we're going to cover that all in the second segment because it deserves that much attention and in my view it's uh they probably did a pretty bad job explaining this and 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 some horrible reporting happened so we're going to talk about what's going on there but before we get into that i just want to talk about the market so to your point stace we're seeing inventory rise up a little bit um and we just literally had a uh our our monthly team-wide meeting about what's going on in the market and through the month of april we saw the month's supply of inventory uh, in the greater Philadelphia areas at a 2.7-month supply. And you compare that to last year where it was only a 1.9-month supply. That's up 42.1%. And even just the number of homes available is up close to 5% year over year just in our marketplace through the month of April, which was just a couple days ago. And that's been the number one biggest complaint for home buyers out there and sellers because they, they need a place to go. And the other issue for sellers is all this volatility with rates. I mean, a couple months ago, we were at like seven plus. And you think about the challenge sellers have. 
they've got these three or four percent mortgage rates. That's about sixty-five percent of people in the country, and they've made the decision: hey, we're going to go buy another home, and we're okay with the rate in the sixes. But wait, they're so volatile; rates just jumped up a point. We haven't found a new home yet. This stability, to me, will unlock inventory, and we are going to see a very busy summer market, a very busy fall market, because it's going to normalize even more. The pace might slow down a little bit. I've already seen it slow down a little bit, even though there's a lot of multiple offer situations out there, and I want to get your take on this. Um, We're not seeing like 15 offers. We're seeing like five. Um, And some of the higher price homes, there's none, and there's even less competition for those. And it, things will probably be competitive over the next six, seven, eight weeks here. I'm telling you right now, we were just talking about this when Sarah was rushing from I-76 to get here. Yep. And we talked about this at our team meeting today, that the second half of 2021, we saw a lot of people be able to transact. And the reason for that was the market, it, it just it, it chilled a little bit. And I'm clear we're going to see the same thing happen this year with this newfound market stability. What are you seeing in the field right now? I think the prices are going to be stabilizing too. I mean, you're right, Tom. There is still multiple offer situations, mm-hmm. but I don't see where it is 12 to 15 offers. You know, so you're dealing with less competition. So there's five to seven offers. Um, so I think that that's very helpful. But I do believe that you know, there's there every house is different. Every situation's different. Some homes do go well above asking price, but on average. Um, I think that the home prices have stabilized for the most part, which is that's great for the consumers also mm-hmm. because they want to see that too. I mean, they have been skyrocketing over the past couple of years and including the rental rates too. So, yeah, and I think we're seeing sure. that level out also. So this is all very positive welcome news. Um, it's going to help the consumers make you know better decisions and be able to move forward with what they want to do as far as, uh, getting them out of leases, getting them into their homes, or if they want to, if they're considering downsizing or upsizing, they're going to be able to make that happen. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been, I mean, I know there was an offer that I put in over the weekend for a house that I knew would would go. You know, there mm-hmm. was um, a lot of activity. I'm also like, there's, um, now there's so many like overlapping appointments. You're kind of able to scope out and kind of hear what other people are saying when mm-hmm. you're out at the showings. You know, there was such a long time there where it was like, not only was it only a showing window for you, a lot of um, homes were having like, you know, 15 or 30 minute gaps between showings just to like ensure that there was zero overlap, right? So for this particular one, I mean, while we were in there, there were probably four other groups going through. And ultimately like our offered was not enough to to beat out, but it was it was only six offers for all mm-hmm. of that all of that activity, which just kind of goes to show that, you know, if you think if you want the home, go for it. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you might not be competing against as many people as as you thought. Um, so that's certainly there. But then also, if you don't get one, um, or if you you know have are looking for a, a certain type of property. Um, and decide to pass on on something that that pops up. I am seeing at a quicker pace more homes that pop up that you can go and tour and take a look at. Whereas, like depending on the property, I mean, there was there were times there where it could be a good bit in between uh, houses. Yeah, a couple of weeks, three weeks, a right. month, and you're trying to make sure that the clients are still engaged, right? You know, in the process because right. if it goes that far between 
when there's something viable for them, right? It's frustrating, yeah. you know, and they can be demoralized. But uh, to your point about all the activity on the sh- at the showings, mm-hmm. that's a deterrent right there, right? If you have yeah. clients that you're taking in and they're like looking around and, you know, there's, it's like ants crawling, right? You know, they're yeah. like, oh no, we don't even stand a chance. Yeah. No, 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 no. Exactly to the point. Yep. You have to put the offer in right. then because there's going to be people that feel that way and they're going to drop off. Right. So and yeah, I've absolutely given that advice before. Like, listen, people may be hesitant to even put something in because they just assume, given the activity here, mm-hmm. that they don't have a shot, you know, mm-hmm. like go in with a strong offer for sure. But, um, you know, the only way that you've got a shot is by putting an offer in. You don't put in an offer that then you the worst that can happen is they say no if you right. put something in that doesn't get accepted. Yep. Well, and and this is where it's so important to have someone actually explain to you what's going on because there's people, like, they play things out. Like, they see 10 showings outside or they see a bunch of cars parked and they're like, oh, multiple offers, we're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. You have no idea. You don't know. And agents are probably more guilty of this than consumers. The consumer, it's okay for them to not know things. That's why they come to a real estate agent. The agents that automatically play out, like, hey, this home's not going to be available if you want to go see it in a week or – Uh, there's going to be multiple offers. I can tell you that's going to be the case. You got to give real facts and real data. And that's something that agents are almost, they've been conditioned not to do their preparation work because the market moves so fast. And that's why a lot of folks are having a little bit of a hard time right now. So the, the, the positivity here is we're seeing prices appreciate at a normal rate. Stacey, you hit on that. I mean, we're talking like 5% year over year. That's a nice, normal Home value appreciation. That's not anything mm-hmm. bananas. It's not that like 10% plus that we were seeing. We're seeing inventory has come up a bit, still not anywhere close to the six-month supply. And and let's be really clear, Philadelphia is weighing that number up. The city of Philadelphia has a much higher supply than the suburban markets. So th- those are just some things that, that are happening right now. And on, on top of all this, then you've got the Fed meeting coming up. And, you know, we've seen rates kind of bounce a little higher, closer to the 6.5% range in anticipation of this meeting. People are getting worried about this. So what is your take on what the Fed is going to do this week? It's coming up in two days. Everybody's talking about it. Where do you think rates go? We, we uh, and, and what advice do you have for people that are out there thinking about transacting in the next six months worried about the Fed? Well, I think that the mortgage interest rates that we see now are going to remain very steady. Uh, I believe that the Fed is definitely going to raise the uh, basis point at least two five percent. Um, that's a sure thing. They're still trying. They're still laser focused on two percent inflation rate and the um, unemployment rate. So I think until they get closer to those numbers, they're going to continue their, um, you know, increasing their their basis points, but. On the other side of it, there was another bank failure that we probably should play into the equation here because with all these rate hikes, it does affect things. Um, It might not affect the mortgage interest rates at this point, but it is affecting things. So, you know, they they keep, you know, they keep trying to uh, affect the market and they are. So they're, um, you know, these these rate hikes are definitely playing a part in the bank failures. Uh, which is, you know, kind of scary. It's like, where, when will the Fed be happy? Because I don't believe that they're going to see the 2% inflation rate. I don't see that. Um, the unemployment rate, you know, I don't know. It's it's at an all-time low now, right? Wasn't the last report at, like, an all-time low? Yes. So that's not even working in their favor. 
Yeah, I mean, my my advice for, for clients, I mean, in terms of what's going to happen here later this week with the rate hike, I mean, I think we're already planning on that. I don't think it's going to have a dramatic effect on, you know, on what they're currently seeing on the rates. As far as if somebody's saying, you know, I want to see how this all plays out over the next six months. My advice there, I mean, I, well, I guess I would just want to ask some follow-up questions. Like, what do you think is what do you think this is going to look like six months from now? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one, experts are all the time changing their predictions. So, you know, you can't totally rely on on what they're saying. And six months is a is a lot of time for a lot of things to happen. Like, look what's happened over the last six months, you know. Um, so, you know, I would, depending on motivation for for the move and for wanting to purchase, just kind of focus on that and continue to get out there and see if we find the house that works with the numbers. Yeah, you do what you pay attention to what you can control. Right. Because there's so many things that you can't control. Right. And to be focused on that, yeah. it, it really, it, you can do more damage to yourself than anything. Absolutely. You, you bring up a good point that, you know, people don't move because of rates or market conditions. They move because of life events historically. Now, some people will take advantage of market conditions. We saw that happen in 2020 to 2022 because rates came down so low. People had some additional disposable income because they weren't allowed to do anything. I think I think COVID's officially over now. Did, I, did you? I hear is, is I this is this week. true? Next yes. still. Ooh-hoo. Great. I think it's the eighth. <laughs> Three years later, <laughs> we I'm, should have a party that day or something. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't I know. Like it. I, I mean, it's it's been a long three years. Um, so, um, but all, all that in mind, um, it, it's really about what's the motivation. This is recession power rule number one. We've talked about this so many times. What's the motivation? How do you keep people positive and moving forward? And just just discuss with them what they're looking for in the first place. Like you said, Sarah. So I find that to be the the, the best way to go about things, no matter what the case is. And we do, as of today, right now, there's an 82.7% chance that we're going to see the Fed increase rates by another 25 basis points. This should be the last rate hike is what we're, we're, we're being told. And on top of all that, and, and we actually discussed this today, Stace, with you, is that these rate hikes are already baked into mortgage pricing. And it, it's, you know, it, if you can articulate that clearly to clients, then they're going to want to work with you because they're going to know you know what you're talking about and it's it's about being the knowledge broker in these situations because there is so much uncertainty. There is so much volatility. It looks like it's really starting to chill out a bit, which which is great news. So as we kind of wrap this segment up here, so I wanna I want I wanna get your take on this. Is Jerome Powell going to put his foot in his mouth again tomorrow? And or is he going to maybe calm everyone down? What's your t- it seems like every time this guy talks like they just need to like get like one of those giant canes and just pull them <laughs> off the stage because it just makes the markets go all wacky. So wh- how do you how do you see this playing out? He doesn't know any other way. He's going to put his foot in his mouth. I don't, you know, that's just what they do. Um so I think the market's definitely going to react. It's going to be uh, a little bit of bumpy week, but it's going to level out. I think the initial reaction you know, might be, might affect the stock markets slightly. I mean, obviously we haven't seen any dramatic dips in the markets and they do rebound. So, but definitely going to put his foot in his mouth. Um, and he might even allude to another rate hike coming because they're not happy with the inflation rate. I think they have to signal that to act like they're working on behalf of the American people to bring the costs of living down, you know, the cost of goods down. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be hard for them to achieve that goal. 
Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think uh, I think he will put his foot in his mouth a little bit there, and um, but ultimately, you know, we're kind of prepped for what is coming, and I'm not. I don't think it'll have a major major impact. Yeah. So, you know, every time this guy talks, it just he he has like this like need to be like so tough on inflation, and it, I. I you know, I know he's obviously being instructed by the elected officials what to do. Like that's that's unfortunately how these guys or and and women work. Um, my my hope is he comes out and says, "Hey, things are going in the right direction." I, I don't know why they want want unemployment to go higher, but they do. Um, and you know, there, there's that theory out there that once the rental data comes in, that's 18 months lagged and shows that rentals have come down a little bit. That could bring inflation d- down dramatically from where it is right now. So. My hope is he doesn't go out there trying to be a tough guy. I think that's the that's the goal for these next couple of days. And if it plays out like that, it's going to benefit a lot of people. So I would anticipate rates are stable. The, the Fed's going to do what they're going to do. We're in the beginning of May right now. So for all the real estate agents listening, I would figure out what they're saying, articulate it clearly so that it's not going to cause a lot of fear-based decision-making from your clients. Because even at when we had our uh, mastermind meeting today, you know, a lot of people, they just, they think automatically like the Fed is the one that increases the rates and it's just not true. Or mm-hmm. they, they, they hear this like story of like, oh, did you see what Powell, uh, Chairman Powell said? And then all of a sudden, like the world's ending. And so understand what he's saying and be able to articulate to your clients in terms they can understand. I think that's probably the most important takeaway for real estate agents. Agreed. Yeah. So let's hope he doesn't talk like a, a lot of things I can't say on the radio. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the LLPA, this controversial new fee structure, sort of, coming from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents, and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals, and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor. Because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX main line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's TomTool.com. Sell your home for more, and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. 
For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender. NMLS 128501. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit tomtool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax main line. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time and she's Stacy Mitchell. We all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018, number 11 team in the United States. We have Nick Wolf behind the camera. And we're streaming live every single week. Thanks to Nick's excellent work on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. Make sure to follow, like, share it with somebody. Get the word out about what's really happening in the real estate market. So speaking of what's really happening, this story has has, has a life of its own at this point. The LLPA. So uh, if you don't know what the LLPA is, uh, it's the Federal housing finance agencies, it's called loan level pricing adjustments, and it's around fees that are being charged by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac on conventional and conforming loans. And uh, it's basically the the short of it is a bunch of news networks list them all because they all did a horrible job reporting this said, oh, there's these new changes taking effect May 1st. You know when this got announced, Sarah? Wasn't it last year? January 1st. Oh. Close enough. Very close to last year. Five months ago. And it's been around. there. And what it is, and, and we're going to actually like tell agents what you actually need to know about this because it's a question. How many times have you gotten a question about this before we get into it? Um, prior to last week, never. <laughs> and uh, last week, twice. Right. When it made its rounds on social media. Yeah. That's when the questions started it, coming. And it was like Fox News, CNN, MSM, NBC. I mean, they, they just it made it sound like, oh, they're they're tacking on fees for people that have good credit. That that was the story. Was that was that kind mm-hmm. of what you heard? Like, what did people tell you about this? I want to hear verbatim and then we're going to debunk it all and explain it. You're smiling. So you must have something good. Well, and like I know this isn't like a political show or anything like that, no. but very quickly, um, I got multiple people saying Biden yeah. <laughs> is Biden's law. Yeah. What's it, you know what I That's mean? what happens. Yeah. Yeah. The, the initial reaction for most people that I spoke to was, um, why should I be penalized? Right. Why should I be penalized for doing the right thing for keeping my credit good? And, you know, from paying my bills on time, why should I be penalized? Mm-hmm. So, and that's what kind of was, was circulating on social media everywhere. It was on mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook. I mean, all of them across the board. Um, so that's the information that most people were getting. Mm-hmm. So on those two points, I would guarantee you President Biden has no idea what this is about. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I has no clue. And to your point, Stacey, I think it people do feel like, oh, well, 
now I'm, I'm, I'm getting penalized for paying my bills on time, for building good credit, for making strong financial decisions. And, and, and that, that was the reaction from a lot of consumers. Uh, I think, Sarah, your reaction was also right on point. So I'm glad you brought that to the table. I think a lot of people said that as well. So um, here, here's what, so what, what are these fees? I think is the first question. So on May 1st, they're making changes to the loan level pricing adjustments um, that have been applied to conventional loans since the Great Recession, which is basically 2012. Um, they don't af- apply to first-time home buyers with qualifying income uh, that, and with some qualifications about like percentage of the area meeting, median income. Um, and it applies to fees, not to the mortgage rate. So it, it, you're not getting a higher rate. And all of these quotes... Any, any rate or any mortgage you got quoted was already kind of factored in before you did all this. And we, we just had some lenders from Mortgage America break this down for us. Um, and last April, for certain products, you know, they, they had these, these additional uh, fees that go up. And, and then fees go up periodically on these things. So there, there's, a, there's, there's a chart they did. Nick, I don't know if you're able to put this up there or not, but it basically says, um, you know, what the if, there, if there's going to be any sort of like adjustment to uh the these fees and they have like it all all color coded like green yellow red is where it, it it really hurts but the funny thing is when you look at this chart it's only in people that are putting oh um between 15 and 19.99 percent down which I, have you ever seen how many buyers have you had put down 15 percent actually i've had a few but not a ton yeah i would say it's probably the least of, of the zero three Five, 10, 15, 20, like yeah, 15 is like, the, the yeah, least yeah. common, right? There's mm-hmm. like not a huge benefit to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's um, because like the 10% shows that you're like a serious buyer, but maybe you don't have the cash to do the full 20%. At the 20%, you're getting rid of the PMI. I mean, you know, right. loan structure exactly. dependent. Um, you know, 3%, you're scraping, you're scraping and you're just trying to get in, you know, the 15%, you don't have a major benefit with the exception of, yes, it does lower your monthly payment a little bit, but there isn't like a huge standout perk there. Right. You know, looking at LTV and, you know, having more wiggle room on appraisal there, but. Right. But, but (laughs) especially if the buyers want to keep a little bit money in their pocket to do repairs and updates to the home, Mm -hmm. then there's really no reason for them to do the 15. It is a weird number. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's also interesting here though, as you're looking at the chart, so you've got reds, you're higher, LLPAs, greens, you're lower, yellows right in the middle. I'd say a good portion of these of this chart is yellow to like slight orange or like slight green. Like there mm-hmm. isn't like yes, there's so there's only two blocks in the whole chart that are like full out right. on the the higher end there. And then you've got some like you know, reddish orangey ones. But like a lot of these like yellow is essentially like not any real change there, right? No, it's actually it's 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 in it's in favor. Um, okay. So uh, I mean, it's because they're, they're giving us a positive and a negative here. That's how oh, we're going to okay. put the chart mm-hmm. up on the on on the recording. And I, I, what what was said here, and this was by um, where was who? I'm not sure who quoted this here, but um, they, they called that the cheat code is between 15 and 20 percent because that that's. Um, that's where the steepest fee hikes are for people that are putting just under 20% down. So it's, it, I mean, and you can coach your agents through it or not your agents. We'll coach our agents. You want to coach your clients through it and, and, and let them know all this. Um, and you know, it, in the past loan originators were able to save buyers money by recommending they put just less than 20% down and paying a little PMI because rates were lower. They could keep that cash in hand. 
Um, but now it's that, that that's not really the case. And I think this is the reason why you got to talk to a lender. I mean, that's this is like a number one not to use an Internet lender. Oh, gosh, yes. Please well, don't use an Internet lender. <laughs> Stacy hates them. <laughs> I do. Yeah. You can never get a hold of them ever, especially on the, when it matters the most evenings and weekends. So do yourself a favor. Talk to a local lender. Um, but also, these are not any additional fees. It's not like um, charges, mm-hmm. additional mm-hmm. fees tacked on. Um, and these have already been included into um, whatever your mortgage is now. So Yeah. And I mean, my other like, just this is kind of like common sense, but like stay in your own lane, right? Like look at what you, what this does for you specifically and don't worry about other other categories, credit scores, and what they're maybe, you know, getting or losing or whatever. Like, worry about you, you know, because mm-hmm. um, that's that's what matters. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a good credit score is going to get you way further in life. Way, <laughs> way further in life. You're going to get better rates on your car insurance, mm-hmm. your homeowner's insurance, all that stuff. So, you know, it's don't, you yeah, know. Don't just, plummet it for, <laughs> for yeah. right? Don't throw a wrench in it because of this. Right. That's for sure. Continue on your track. Yep. Yeah. And get the house. <laughs> right, right. No matter what. So there's a second part to this story. So everyone's freaking out about this, right? Well, now we got our friends in Washington involved. So get ready to talk about the story for the next five years on the radio show here. We'll be here. I don't know about some of these people that are doing this. Um, so there's a group of lawmakers in the U.S. House of Representatives led by Representative Andy Biggs from Arizona, and they introduced a bill would block the changes for the loan level price adjustment fees charged by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac on these mortgages. Um, They're calling it the Responsible Borrower Protection Act of 2023, and it would cancel these proposed changes to credit fees uh, by the FNMA and the Federal Home Loan Mortgage Corporation. Um, So are are you surprised this is happening? Um, tell me more about your, your reaction to this. Do you think there's, there's any legs to this bill? Will this get passed and will this get blocked or what, what do you think? Everything they do is for a reason, a political reason. So this was only brought about because of the, all the hay that was made last in past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, on both sides, and this is for both sides of everything. This is just what our lawmakers do. So they're going to introduce this bill to act like they're actually doing something, you know, to mm-hmm. to make this different. It's not even if it passes in the House, it's not going to pass the Senate. Like they're not going to be able to do anything. It's mm-hmm. a stalemate. Mm-hmm. So, and that's kind of always what Washington is. And then we're just going to have to hear about it. Yeah, and it's <laughs> you know, they're, they they need to focus on the debt ceiling and how we get past that. Like I think yeah. there there's way more urgent things to to focus on than this but you know well and like i know that there's there's so much going on right so like you can't get ahead of everything like i think there's a lot of like putting out fires and like having to deal with like the issue at hand right in that moment but it is interesting that like you know i wonder how far back they were thinking about this or like did they just like scramble together here like you know this all you know hit all the headlines and they're like ooh, let's go you know or was there like a lot of because, again, we've known about <laughs> this initially came out January 1st. So just interesting. I personally don't think anything would have been made of it had it not 
circulated around social media. Yeah. Well, it was already That's in all. place. Like, this, it was already, this, yeah, right. I mean, you, you look at the Mortgage News Daily article, which was the one article that gave it a very, like, clear, here's what's going on. It was dated in March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what I what I have a hard time with is the I mean, I, I appreciate that I, I can get why people are feeling like a, like this is people are getting punished financially and the agenda of equity over equality. Like this is all the stuff coming out of the, the U.S. House of Representatives. So you got to love when they go this way about mortgage lending fees. I mean, it, you know, it's 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 typical to say the least. Um, I think this might get passed, but I bet the president vetoes it. Because they don't, they don't have enough power in the Senate and the House to overturn a veto. That's just my prediction. So you think it would pass through the Senate, too? Maybe. Okay. And if it did, yeah, he would just be like... I mean, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, unfortunately. Right. That, that's, yeah. the, that, that, that's the challenge. And, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of when they were trying to pass those COVID bills and then yeah. real estate <laughs> getting shot down time after time. Yep. Thanks to uh, Governor Wolf. Uh, appreciate you, man. It was real. Three years. Thank you. So... <laughs> Uh, I, I just, it, th- this is, it's one of those things, it's almost like a non-story at this point. And what it really demonstrates, like, you two know how to handle this stuff. There's going to be real estate agents that hear this and they're going to start hemming and hawing and not know what to say. And they're going to lose clients because they can't articulate this properly. Is that an accurate statement? Yes. Mm-hmm. So what advice do you have for real estate agents that are listening, how to deal with the LLPA what the heck is going on question that you're invariably going to get from people? I mean, I think the shortest, quickest answer without having to like even know all of the ins and outs of it would be, hey, great question. Why don't I put you in touch with a lender and let's find out exactly what this means for you. Love it. Could not agree more. And then like whether or not they fully understand all the different pieces of it and like whatnot, have them reach out to the lender and find out for them specifically because, like, they probably don't care about how it's affecting everyone else or all the different scenarios. Not even close. You care about what this is going to do for you. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Well said. I feel like the only time that, like, you care about the others is if you get that clickbait of, like, oh, if you have better better credit, you're paying more, and lower credit, you're paying less, and now you're paying to cover, you know, and then you might be Mm -hmm. like, well, what is this? But, yeah, just, like, find out what it means for you. Mm -hmm. Love it. Well said. So I hope everyone's watching that. We're going to turn that into a clip. I mean, it's literally exactly how you'd want to handle that objection. So kind of a story, non-story here. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. And we've got something very interesting to talk about, that there's an increasing popularity of mortgage points, according to a Zillow analysis. And the reason I want to discuss this is how you can use that to your advantage as a real estate agent and talking about affordability and monthly payments and all the things we're talking about here because you've got to have an understanding of that and someone you can work with. So we'll unpack that next on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. Mortgage America is a lender. 
1-800-522-8501. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit tomtool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Main Line. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline at tomtool.com. That's tomtoolwithane.com. Get more out of your real estate career and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Time. And we have Nick Wolf behind the camera. And we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018, number 11 in the country, and we're streaming live every single week on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So a Zillow analysis came out, and, and I found this to be one of those fascinating things that some agents are going to stick their head in the ground like an ostrich and totally ignore, and others are going to use this to their advantage to actually go out and help people. So it's new research from Zillow Home Loans, and it shows 15% more home buyers purchased mortgage points in 2022 to reduce their monthly payments. And, I mean, it, it, it's a pretty staggering number when you, when you look at it because we know rates went up. They were up in the 7% range, and affordability was a big concern. You heard this from a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. So what, what, when you hear affordability, like, I mean, what, what were some of the complaints people had last year and even going into this year? But more importantly, last year, because it was that culture like sticker shock of not dealing with 3% rates anymore. Yeah, I mean, I would say the people uh, that really had the hardest time with it were uh, individuals who'd been searching for a little bit and saw buyer estimated cost sheets and breakdowns of monthly payments at those lower rates. And as the rates went up, just seeing... You know, because if you enter the market at the higher rate, you didn't see the the other rate, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I think they kind of had the the toughest time with it. Um, and then depending on, like, what time it was in the year there, then they had an even tougher time with it when they kept yeah. going up. <laughs> and then they saw their buying power be greatly reduced. Mm-hmm. So if they were looking at, like, $450,000 homes and the interest rates 
went up while they were searching, mm-hmm. uh, then it's they can't afford that $450,000 home anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a buzzkill for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 and they were having enough time in a competitive market as it is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, some people, it might, the idea of moving might have gone away. I mean, that's, that's the reality mm-hmm. of, of what was going on here. So, um, so this news dropped on April 26th, and the data, um, from it's from the uh, Home Mortgage Disclosure Act, so it comes right, right, from the, right, right from the actual loans being funded. Nearly 45% of conventional primary home borrowers purchase points to reduce their payments. And, you know, you look at just the previous year, it was 29.6 in 2021, 28.4 in 2020, and 27.3 in 2019. So it looks like the number's been, you know, bouncing around 27 to 30%. And then seeing that massive bump, an additional 15% of people, that tells you one of the pain points in the current market. So, and there, there was also borrowers, I found this really uh, interesting, they opted for a cash-out refinance loan, so a conventional loan for a primary home. Um, they bought even more points. They bought out 57.8% of those borrowers' purchase points compared to like 485 and 44 and 41% in uh, 21, 20, and 19, respectively. So if you don't know what mortgage points are, they're also called discount points, and they're an option for buyers to pay an upfront free fee to buy down the interest rate on a loan. And uh, it's the the point, like one point would be 1% of the loan amount, just so everyone kind of gets that. So are, are you guys surprised by this data? I think that's kind of my first question here. No, not really. Um, I think that it it was definitely an option that was proposed to, to clients, and um, they thought that for them it made sense. Now, it might not be for everybody, but for those folks that chose to do it, it, it must have made sense for them to to take that initiative and, and buy down the points. Right. And I mean, what's what's nice about the, you know, when you're working with your lender, you can ask, like, give me the give me the numbers here. See how much like what the the level of savings is and if it's if it's worthwhile mm-hmm. to do or not, because um, they can put that together for you very quickly. <laughs> Well, and I think it's also depending on how long you're going to be in the property, if mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like, if you're going to be in a home 20 years, it probably makes sense to, yeah. to spend the points. If you're going to be in there maybe five or three years or something like that, maybe not. So, you know, so it's a percentage of the of the borrower's loan amount. Um, did you guys have anyone personally, any of your clients, buy points or do any of this stuff last year when we saw the rates kind of kind of get very volatile towards the second half of the year? I don't think I had any clients do that. I think we did it. Did you? Yeah. Well, so so explain explain that the situation you had because you you had a different type of loan. It was a construction loan, yeah. and I mean it wasn't your traditional like conventional thirty year down property. So yeah. explain that because it 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 does make sense in some cases. And yeah. I know you plan to be in that property a very long time, so that right. has another thing to do with it. So we we part like with the way the construction loan, the way it went, we purchased the home, settled on it, then it like it flipped over, and we had to complete all of the construction on the home. And it was going to, like, at the completion of that uh, work is when we would actually get locked in to our 30-year rate. Mm-hmm. So during the course of time from when we went under contract till even we, like, did our first settlement, and then from that through the the project, we were just watching the rates. Uh. Like, <laughs> just going up, just going up. And we were like, oh, boy. Um, so I think, I mean, Eric, my husband, like, is a numbers guy. <laughs> he, he was running the numbers. He was talking to Mortgage America. They were figuring everything out. And then I think ultimately we did we did decide to, 
to buy down. Smart. Well, I mean, and 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 again, you're going to be in there a long time. Mm-hmm. It's probably saving you a lot of money. And and there's always like that number where you get to where okay, if I pay the point here, I get to this payment, it's a break even because mm-hmm. I already saved the amount of money that that I'm going to save. So, uh, you know, to me, the the people that are if you find a home you like and knowing like you talked about earlier, Stacy and Sarah, like hey, your budget just got decreased because rates went up, right? Mm-hmm. So th- that's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people and. I think this is another option that's out there, especially if they're cash heavy. Maybe they're getting a gift from a family member or, or, or something like that. So um, buying points is definitely more common than it used to be. Um, and what what they found in this survey is borrowers who make less than the median income for their area, between 30 and 50%, are more likely to take advantage of this option as they're the most likely to be concerned about their payments. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that, that that makes a lot of sense. So, there's a, how do you discuss this with people? So you guys haven't had anybody actually do it. I know there was the there, there's a, there's like a break even calculator you can use to to show how that works. Uh, there's also the two one buy down, which is basically if you can negotiate some seller's assist and you use that money to temporarily buy down the rate. Did you have anyone use a two one buy down last year? When the I had the listing, we accepted an offer with a two one buy down. Oh. Okay, how much was the listing? Four seventy five. Okay. And so if you don't know what a 2-1 buy-down is, um, you buy the rate down two, two percentage points the first year and then one percentage point the second year, and then it goes up to the rate you were getting quoted in the third year. When, when did this happen? I'm curious because I, I, I want to look at where rates were when this home went under contract. So I want to say January-ish. Okay. And and that's where rates were. I mean, they were in this like weird spot where it was close to seven, and they came down to like high fives at the end of the January for like a, like a day, and they went right back up again. So we're actually, wait, no, we I think we settled in January. Okay, that so makes way more sense. Into, so it's probably like November. Yeah. What's the address? Um. I mean, I just like I'm drawing a blank. Hold on, let me look in here. Put so, Sarah on the spot here. So as far as the two one buy down, how does that? look on an Alta sheet. So like, it goes how does in that... at, oh, when the Alta, I don't know, when the contract, it went in as a seller's assist. Okay. But I think that they went over, like, they went higher up on their price to to get the assist for the assist. And yeah. is it a, just a dollar amount, the yes. assist? Yeah, but then okay. they provided a form, too, that showed exactly how the breakdown was happening. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It was the one in Wynwood. Okay, got it, got it. All right, so um, the, the, the point is that, that definitely... That definitely went under contract right towards the end of the year. Um, and uh, so, I mean, why, why don't you pull up the, the loop there? We can take a look at this. How, how would it look on the sheet, Stacy? and this is a great question, is you're going to have your seller's assist there, but then you're charged the fee. So it's almost like a zero out. Do you want to see the Alta? Yeah, I would. I would love to see the Alta. It's um, a little grainy. I can, I can see that here. But uh, and we're not going to put the Alta up. So, yeah, so you get the credit for the seller assist. And then there's a fee charge. So basically nets out as a zero. So you have a, ne- a debit and a credit or a negative and a positive. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then that, that gets paid to the mortgage company. Mm-hmm. And because it doesn't make sense for the buyer to finance this. You've got to negotiate mm-hmm. it from the seller or it's you're, you're paying. It, it's just a trade-off. So, okay. Um, and where that makes sense, I think rates got to be at a certain rate. So mm-hmm. when did this home go under contract again? I mean, because I, I know that you had a deal blow out on it and mm-hmm. some other stuff. I, I just want to give people some clarity on where it makes sense to maybe pay points. My guess would be it's probably like November when rates were in the sevens. This is um, uh, or maybe 
That's kind of when we were seeing the, the higher rates at that point. Where's our date? What's the date on the initial there? 12. December 2nd. Okay. Yep. So let's look this up. December 2nd, 2022, mortgage rates. They put it in on 12 1. So, <laughs> so rates were coming in um, close to close to seven at that point. Okay. So that that makes a lot that of totally sense because and also on this and it, and then what happened? It allows you to grow into your mortgage payment, and then you have the ability to refinance if rates ever do come down. So you're just kind of buying yourself some time there, um, and 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 that can be another way for people to get into properties. So I think it makes sense to really assess this with your lender. Look at your affordability. How how are like, let's talk about how we coach agents into this, or not coach agents, coach clients into this stuff. Um, I mean, do we want to, like, like how would you do that, Stacey? So you know that here's one option. They're, they're not happy with the rate. They want the house. Affordability is a concern. How, how would you break it down for uh, your, your clients so that they can understand this and see what their options are? So... I, you know, the the most important thing is to go through the whole entire buying process so that your clients have a real clear understanding of what to expect. Um, and then offer the information that you would know about, you know, your lenders, the mortgage process. But this is something well beyond my scope. So I would definitely have encourage them to talk to you know, a local lender who can help them through this process. Mm -hmm. And like Sarah said, put together some sheets, cost sheets. Mm -hmm. um, th the lenders can do that. We can do that too. We can do it with what it's going to look like with a seller assist. Mm -hmm. uh, so that way they can see, you know, exactly what it's going to take for them to get into the home. Mm -hmm. You can work with different down payments like we just talked about, the 5%, 10%, 15%, what's mm -hmm. going to work best for them. And then they'll be able to get a really clear idea of their monthly payment mm -hmm. and what that looks like with prorated taxes. Because that's the thing that people have to take into account too. What are the property taxes on a on yeah. on a house? Yeah. That can make a big difference. If oh, you're yeah. dealing with uh property taxes of ten thousand dollars as opposed to five thousand dollars. Yep. That's gonna make or break people. Yeah. Um and I know that some people are are you know, when they do find out what taxes are in certain mm -hmm. properties, they're like in shock. Right, right. So, you know, sometimes you have to toss them aside and move and then, on to something else. And then you think that's bad and then tell them about Jersey taxes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right, right. Sweet. It but, is funny when you get buyers that are coming in from like New York or New Jersey. Ah, and they're just like, well, even in the areas that have like for our, you know, for mm -hmm. our um, our surrounding area here, like the higher taxes, they're like, this is phenomenal. They're like, this is great, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny. I mean, I think it works well, too, for like, I mean, we often talk about like growing into your home or, mm -hmm. you know, some of the like, you know, ways you can, you can do that. And, um, you know, moving does cost money. And there are mm -hmm. almost always going to be some costs that you have upon getting into that new house. Maybe it's furnishing it. Maybe it's doing repairs. Maybe it's doing, like, it could be any number of things that you might know for the first year or two, it's going to be a little bit of a tight squeeze, you know? Yes. And you know that ultimately you're going to be able to, you know, make this work and and whatnot. But having that little bit of extra wiggle room for those first two years is probably the most important time to get a little bit of a break. I think that's so important, Sarah, because... I, it always happens, mm -hmm. so, no matter what, no fail, something's going to happen when mm -hmm. you get into the house. I just yep. had buyers who closed a couple of months ago, and they called me, and they wanted to know about their home warranty, which they did not have. But <laughs> they wanted to know if their home warranty covered their hot water heater that just died. So, I mean, 
<laughs> it's yep. a no fail. Something's going to happen. Yep. The hot water heater's going to go. There's going to be a plumbing issue, electrical issue, whatever. The roof's going to start leaking, something. But that's that's what it is when you own a home. home ownership. It's like when you ha- own a car. Well said. You know, you're going to have to get new tires. Right. You're going to have to get replace your wiper blades. You yep. get it inspected. Just the same thing with a home. So it's not that, you know, just put away money, have something set aside for those emergencies because they will happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's really well said because when you get into these situations, um, you've got to look at, okay, what's the long-term benefit here? How's the, how's the, how do we need to break this down? And like you said, I mean, there's, there's things that happen, right? And if you can grow into it and, and you get a little bit of a break, you got to buy like furniture. I mean, it's expensive moving and people forget, yeah. they don't, they don't factor in these things. I mean, did you have enough furniture for your new house when you moved in? We sure as heck didn't. Yeah, no, my mom kept trying to bring down. Yeah, but you don't want that stuff. No, I don't want that stuff. I had to keep telling her, like, take it away. Like, I'd rather have nothing. (laughs) But, yeah, no, there was, yeah, I mean, there still is is stuff that will, areas that could use uh, some more furniture. We're going with a minimalist style at the moment. Well, well, a lot of people do that, though, when they upsize, right? I mean, you know, we're in in the same boat. I mean, and we moved almost three years ago, so it's Mm -hmm. not like it's uh, anything different there. And what folks don't realize is all the costs involved. Like, and you got to, like, you want to paint the house, right? Like, that's not free. You want to, I'm not even talking about big renovations, just making it look the way you want to. Landscaping, right? Like, mm-hmm. most people, their landscaping's mm-hmm. all messed up. So mm-hmm. this is a really smart thing to do. And, and Stacy, I, I don't know if you said this. Um, what I would do is I would show them, all right, here's your cost with points. Here's your cost without points. And then I would just literally circle the cash to close and the down payment on each one and say, which one do you like the best? And that's after obviously confirming everything with the lender. And that's going to help people make a better financial decision because when folks have options, they feel better about pulling the trigger on something than you got to waive everything and pay $200,000 above the asking price. That, that, that's getting a little old for a lot of folks. So mm-hmm. I think this is another tool in an agent toolbox they can use to help get people to say yes on properties that maybe they're a little hesitant on in the first place. All right. And it gives them a sense of control that they get to at least pick some aspects of what's mm-hmm. going on here. I agree. So are you going to start using this more? You're going to start talking when people are complaining about the monthly payment or rates are too high. Is this something you're going to you're going to broach them? Especially those cash heavy buyers that are out there. Yeah, I think honestly, I think it's a great option. If they if somebody starts complaining about the mortgage rates being too high, mm-hmm. that's a solution right. to their problem. Yeah. Isn't that what we're here for? Offering Bingo. solutions? Yep. Yeah. Love it. All right, that's it for this week's episode of Tool Time Real Estate Radio. You want to follow Stacy? She's on Instagram at the number two Mitchco M I T C H C O. You can follow Sarah on Instagram. She's at Ty underscore Ty Time T Y underscore T Y T I M E. You can follow me at Tom Tool Third at Tom Tool Three R D. And again, we stream live every single week on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. We'll be back next week on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM.